I've tried to start this recording so many times, but I'm a perfectionist and it's just not going to be perfect, so I'm just going to go for it. Um, <laughs> hi, I'm Christina and this is my podcast, Headspace. Whoa, that's so cool. Um, a little bit about me for those who don't know me. I was adopted in Kazakhstan when I was only a few months old as a baby. Um, for those who know the movie Borat, yes, same country. It is real place. And it is not at all how it's depicted in that movie. <laughs> um, I was actually raised on the outskirts of Atlanta in a little town. I won't say that town because I still live there sometimes. Um, but I'm currently a sophomore um, in college. And I am majoring in marketing and minoring in public relations and advertising. So if you guys know what those mean, that that's what I'm doing. My plan in the future is to become a life and leadership development um, mentor for young women, especially in pageants, because I'm a pageant girl, and we'll get into that. That's actually what today's episode is going to be all about, my pageant journey, my pageant story, how I got involved, all the things, and I also have some questions to answer, which will be fun at the end. But the reason I guess I started this podcast was kind of for myself. Well, actually, it was for myself. Um, I was pushed by my mentor and other people in my life who think that it would benefit me in other ways, such as business inquiries and stuff like that. But I think at the end of the day, it's really for myself because I like being able to talk and I love talking all the time. Um, and I talk to myself even when there isn't a microphone or a camera. I'm not weird. I just, you know, <laughs> need to get my thoughts out sometimes. And I think we all can relate to that. But yeah, so I think I'm not completely, definitely sure where this podcast is going to be heading. The idea that I have right now is that, you know, I talk about what takes up the space in my head. Oh my gosh, you're so creative. Um, I think that I have a range of things I want to talk about. So I don't want to isolate my topics to just pageantry or being adopted or being a college student you know, I just want it to be very broad so I can talk about a number of things. It'll be funny things one time and serious things the next. It really is just kind of up to me and how I feel, which I think is amazing. So we can go ahead and get started on our first topic, which is about my pageant story and how I got started and all those things. Um, also, disclaimer, I live in a five-bedroom apartment townhouse by the next like next to the street so you will either hear my roommates or the street so just think of it as like ambiance you know for this podcast um but let's go ahead and get started so first what are pageants and how do they work um the best way i describe pageants to other people, especially guys who aren't familiar with the pageant industry, is that pageants work almost like college football versus NFL. Okay, hear me out. When I say that, I just mean there are different levels. It doesn't mean that either one is better or worse than the other, even though you might have your own opinion if you like NFL or college football better, but it means that they don't compete against one another. But pageant systems are the equivalent to those levels in football. So there are so many systems when it comes to pageants. The top two that you probably know about are Miss America and Miss USA. They are 
completely different. They have completely different titles and rewards, completely different everything when it comes to that. It comes to, you know, it comes to gown, it comes to their interviews, it comes to talent for Miss America, it comes to swimsuit for Miss USA. They have so many different qualifications when it takes to become the national title holder for that organization and that system. So the system that I'm a part of is National American Miss. And whenever I drop like names when it comes to pageants, it's just about the pageant industry. And it no one's telling me to drop their name or to advertise their organization or brand. I'm just simply doing it based off of my personal experience and my personal life. Um, but the way that pageants work are systems. So there can be high-level systems, there can be lower-level systems, but that's all about personal experience and preference. So National American Miss is actually the largest pageant system in the world because of how they work and how you can qualify for nationals, which is already so complicated in itself, so I won't even get into that. But they have the largest amount of competitors because they have so many opportunities when it comes to nationals and who can compete and they are just amazing at marketing that and it's just really cool to see um and now they are part of the i am pageant powerhouse which is um we had a merger with international junior miss which is an international pageant so in november they actually have this week and a half almost long international national merger pageant thing going on for a whole bunch of divisions too by the way six age divisions all the way from princess to miss which are so many girls in this huge hotel in orlando so if that's something you're interested in go for it maybe dm me on instagram and i'll drop on my instagram and all that fun stuff later but yeah it's super fun um so now that you know how pageants work and competing whatnot like that when it comes to competing you can go to local you go to state and you go to nationals and if your pageant's an international pageant you'll go to international meaning worldwide um but how i got involved with national american miss and pageantry is i think so funny um okay so i got a cute little letter in the mail when I was a freshman in high school in, I want to say, March or April. I want to say March. Um, Keep in mind, I just finished middle school, first year of high school. High school went like high school does. (laughs) I think we all can understand. We we understand how that goes. Um, High school was not the nicest to me, but we made it through here in college, so it's fine. Um, But In middle school, I went through the awkward phase of parting my hair almost to the other side of my ear. Um, Not literally, but it was a very deep side part. And I had a choker. Like, those were, like, trendy, like, um, what is it? It's, like, those plastic, like, crochet choker. I don't know. But it was, like, one of those trendy black chokers that everyone wore in, like, 2015. And I also had dark mascara it wasn't that dark looking back on it but at the time I thought I was crazy um like then I was aware don't worry um and I had these glasses that just did not fit my face at all um yeah and my backpack weighed about just as much as I did so also I don't mean that in a bad way at all it just 
was not my style. Did not work for me at all. I mean, if you want to wear a choker, wear some dark makeup, have your hair looking however you want it to look, go for it. It just did not fit my personality, my style whatsoever. I think at the time I was trying to be someone I was not. So that's just my personal story behind that. I do not care how you wear your hair or your makeup. It just was not working for me. <laughs> I did not look or represent anything pageant material at all. Oh my god, it was so so weird to look at that like look back at it's so awkward oh gosh but got a letter in the mail and keep in mind pouts were like the last thing on my mind i grew up doing karate by the way i didn't even say that i did karate for 12 11 years of my life and i taught for seven so i was the most tomboy i was at the peak of my tomboy career if that makes sense you know like it pouts were like the last thing on my mind um, <laughs> I thought, I think it's so funny, but I got this letter in the mail and I actually kind of read the letter and they had an open call in April. So my first thing was like, you know what? Let's go to the open call. Let's just do it. Keep in mind, I am so shy, even with all my, you know, social skills when it comes to school and I did marching band at the time and even in karate, I've learned so many life skills, but I didn't think I had anything else to learn at the time. So I was so shy. Like looking back at it now, I probably thought I wasn't, but I definitely was. I was so awkward and socially like inequipped, I guess. I was just so out of my comfort zone. But for some reason, something was telling me I got to do it. I'm so glad I did. So glad I did. So I went to the open call. It was me, my mom, and my grandma, actually. Um, so it's a full circle moment that my grandma's still here with me and she, you know, asks me about how pageants are doing and all this fun stuff. So I know she's really proud, but it's, she was just visiting for some time in April and my mom was like, Hey, she has this open call to go to, let's all go. I'm like, great girl's trip. I think we went to like Cheesecake Factory afterwards, which was great. So we go to this hotel and they're holding it in one of the ballrooms over there, like one of the, the meeting rooms, you know, where people have um conferences and discussions like on business meetings so we go in there's like a big screen they show off this video that i've seen over and over again for the past five years and i was so obsessed i was so excited about this this seems so cool so me and my mom whoa mumbling i also mumble a lot i'm so sorry me and my mom decided to sign up for the georgia state pageant for national american mess um and that was in July. It's always been July 4th weekend for that pageant, which has been kind of a tradition for the past four years, I guess. Um, so completed my first pageant. It was so exciting. It was so cool. And not to mention, I actually won one of the optional competitions. Um, I won top model, which was a competition where you go into a room and you work with a photographer and a backdrop for like five minutes and you just take pictures and they judge you based on how well you work with a photographer and, you know, your photos, how they come out, and just, you know, overall first impressions, really. And I won that one, which got me a free entry into nationals, which is really cool. So I'm so thankful that my mom let me, but we decided, let's go to nationals. Why not? 
I had no idea <laughs> what I was doing. I didn't know I didn't know what the fashion was like. I didn't know it was popular. Like looking back on it now, and my mom didn't even have like Facebook, so she couldn't even text like other moms and ask like what's going on. So we were just on our own with this whole thing. But looking back on it, there was so much I didn't know down to the tiniest little detail. But I have learned so much in the past five years. So I'm glad I started from literally ground zero because it just will help me in my future career, which I'll get to in a second. So <laughs> it, it it was insane. I remember going to nationals. I met one of my friends there who I still talk to now, actually. Um, she's from Arizona. But it was it was the most bizarre thing. It was so cool. It was a week-long event. And I remember it was it was so high energy. It was so it made my adrenaline rush so much. I just felt so like I felt so cool. I felt so happy to be there. And they're all about, you know, positivity and girl power and all those things. Like all these cheesy things. But at the end of the day, I was so happy to be there. So I decided, okay, I'm going to study up and get ready for state. Because, you know, you go to state, you go to nationals, you go to state, you go to nationals, depending on when you win, where you win, all that fun stuff. So it was year two at Georgia, second year going. I studied on these girls' wardrobe. So I knew exactly what I wanted my interview outfit to be like. I knew exactly what I wanted my dress to be like. And I studied how girls did their hair, how they did their makeup, how... They did all this stuff. I wrote my own speech because in um, National American Miss, you have to do a speech, like a 30-second speech, like introducing yourself. So I studied on how everyone talked. I studied what their scripts would look like. I just kind of got the whole like, you know, I understood the thing, the it thing, the pageant it thing. Whatever they were going for, I knew. I studied on it so well. And I made top five my second year competing and that was the year that my mentor Amanda reached out to me in the crowd after finals I was so so incredibly happy that I did that by myself I made top five by myself and that's what got her to notice me because she's like I've never seen you before does someone mentor you through this stuff I'm like no I do it all by myself so she took that as wow she works hard she knows what she wants and ever since we've been working together and she's been such a help and I know that I do the work by myself but if it weren't for Amanda I would not definitely not be where I am today and I'm so grateful that I have someone like her to guide me in the right direction when it comes to all this stuff so I was actually so thankful enough to her that I want to literally be here when I grow up (laughs) I know I'm already grown up but um, my goal in life is to become a life and leadership development mentor for young women, especially in pageantry. I, I've always been one to want a job where I could help people. And I've always, you know, found literal, just pure joy. You might think this is cheesy, but I found literal pure joy in just making other people happy and making other people feel loved and feel wanted. I just, I love how that makes me feel. I get so much, you know, like joy just from doing that, if that makes sense. 
Um, of course it makes sense. Come on. <laughs> um, but that is now my career. And I come from a school where, like a high school where everyone wants to be a lawyer or a doctor or something really important. So even before I knew exactly what I wanted to do, I just followed everyone else. I'm like, yeah, I'll be a surgeon. Sure. But I wasn't happy for that. And I can do a whole episode where I talk about happiness and success and career and stuff like that. I think I actually might. I'm going to add that to the list. But I'm so happy that I met her because now I know what I want to do. She's inspired me to reach after this goal and make it tangible and make it a literal thing that I can see in front of my eyes. It's so cool. I worked with Amanda my second time back at Nationals and I felt so good about that Nationals. I remember feeling so good, but looking back, probably didn't do that great. Um, But that's completely normal. I think that the more... Like, the more you get better at something, the more you can nitpick on your past self, the more you can kind of point out, like, where you messed up or the flaws or wherever you're talking about. It, it just makes more sense. But in the moment, it's your best you've ever done. So you don't even notice these things, but I'm sure Amanda definitely did. Um, that Nationals, I swore I thought I made top 12, but I didn't. So I went back to state the next year and I won. Yep. I won. <laughs> I won my third year at National American Miss. I won Georgia Teen, my first year in teen as well. I was in junior teen before that, but I won when I was in the midst of the pandemic. I won too. It was the most insane year, and I still feel like I'm. It's in that year, you know. I feel like we're also in that kind of time warp where like 2020 just like still kind of lingers in the back of our brain, but it's fine. Um, but yeah, I won when I was 16 years old. I was 16 years old. No, I was 17. Yeah. I won when I was 17 years old. It was so surreal. And I remember winning and I remember in that moment how shaky I was and how happy I was. I definitely cried. Like I for sure cried, but there's actually no pictures that captured that moment because they didn't have the photographers there because of COVID, which made me so sad, but it's fine. Um, but yeah, and I'm so grateful for that year. And as soon as I won, I immediately started going to the state pageants. I made myself known. I, as soon as I won, I immediately started going to these state pageants. I wanted to in a way represent, of course, Georgia, but also wanted to, you know, show show people like yeah I'm a state queen like I'm cool like I'm that girl you know and it's not like a like a snobby thing to do I think it's perfectly valid to show off your winnings people do it all the time I mean people get nice houses they get nice cars they get all this like in other successful you know areas of careers but I just felt so proud of my accomplishment and getting as far as I did. I was just like, this is, this is insane. This is my year. So go to nationals that year and I make sixth place. I go from not placing at all at nationals to making sixth place. I was in top 12. It was so surreal. And even that year, I also won the spokesmodel competition, which is a public speaking competition, which is why I like talking so much so th- there's that for you but it was so surreal I remember 
even though I didn't win, even though I thought I had it in me, I had it in me to win, I'm happy I didn't because I think I needed to save it for later. But I remember walking off that stage being so happy that I was recognized at nationals as sixth. Like, that was so cool. But then gave up my title, 2021. So sad. And then I started college. And then I went back to nationals last year, and I made fifth. Now, the way that National American Miss works is that there's two categories. So you can either be a state queen or a city queen. Now, since I was a state queen, I qualified to go back as a city queen, if that makes sense. So since I was Georgia teen, I got to go back the next year as a city teen queen. Does that, I don't know if that makes sense, but it was a whole completely different division, different crown, different everything, but still the same system. So I made fifth. I'll be honest, last year I had a hard freshman year. So the fact that I even made fifth with all that was going on in my life during the time, it's pretty remarkable. I'm pretty proud of that. That's pretty cool. And I placed top five and top 15 in the country and the world for my optional competitions. I like top 10 in the country for runway. I can't name all of them off the top of my head, but like these competitions that are like all about modeling and public speaking and, you know, presence and just, you know, stage presence and your first impression on people. I placed in all of them and I felt so happy for that. So And that also comes to the toxicity of, you know, validation when it comes to pageants. And that's something I've been experiencing recently, which I can talk about in another episode because that's a whole thing of its own. (laughs) But my pageant journey is still continuing before I start becoming that mentor to somebody else. But I'm still working with Amanda. Everything's going great. And I'll keep people updated on where I'm heading. But I... If I were you and you want to know, like, the time, like, I announce where I'm going and what I'm doing when it comes to patent stuff, you can follow my Instagram. It's Christina Nicole Miller. No spaces, no dots, no nothing. Um, my last name is spelled M-I-L-L-A-R. Um, my dad's Scottish, so I have a little Scottish name. <laughs> but I, it's just so bizarre I, I i don't know i'm sitting here thinking about who i was before pageants and who i am now and i haven't really even you know expanded my horizons to other systems yet i am going to that is happening don't you worry but it's just so insane how much can change after just one pageant you know even after that one pageant my very first pageant i was just hungry for more if that makes sense that's so cringy to say but i was just so excited and so like empowered to just do something with it and I'm so glad I was and there's this quote that it reminds me of um let me go find it actually I wrote it down literally the other day because it reminded me of this it said here it is that dream was planted in your heart for a reason that is I don't know I'm not like the type to be like well you know low-key I am but (laughs) I'm not always the type to be like Oh my God, this quote just says, it speaks to me. You know, it just says so much to me. It's just makes me feel so warm and fuzzy. No, I'm not always like that, but that quote makes me feel some type of way. It says, 
I'm read it again. That dream was planted in your heart for a reason. And I'm a very strong believer that everything happens for a reason. I think there's a very good reason why I won my third year and didn't win nationals that year. I think there's a very good reason why I didn't win nationals last year. And I think there's a very good reason for how my life is going right now. It's going good, but I'm not going to like drop anything just yet, you know, about like what's going on. Hint, hint, nod, nod. But I think everything happens for a reason. I think where you are, as long as you follow, it sounds so Disney of me, but as long as you follow your heart, but like it, like in this sense, like follow your passion, follow your dreams, follow your heart. I don't know, all mushy, gushy stuff, but like after I just had this gut feeling that, yeah, I need to do this, it's been up since then. Everything's been going up. Everything's just been great, and I'm so happy I just took that leap of faith and just went for it. So this can also turn one of those like she went for it you know oh that's something I actually see a lot of a lot um sorry that's actually something I see in a lot of pageant girls bio bios it says it's like a girl that just went for it I mean I I totally get it totally am there for you that's so like a girl just that went for it a girl that just went for it I mean like go you but like, I see it so often. I don't know. I think that's so funny that I see it so often. But it's so, it's cliche for a reason, okay? It's cliche for a reason. So, I think something that I also want to talk about when it comes to pageants is what's its relevance right now? Um, <laughs> as I talked about before, it, toddlers and tiaras, it, it did not make pageant life look good. <laughs> it, it did put a negative connotation that girls need to dress up and girls need to wear makeup and we need to be tiny and we need to be this, we need to be that. Realistically, I think that society is entering this age where you can be who you want to be and do whatever you want to do and get no judgment as long as you are not harming others or harming yourself. I think that is a perfectly amazing thing. I think, yeah, that's it. That's all that needs to happen. I think Realistically, if we did live in a perfect world without judgment and without hierarchy and without so many other things, we'd be living in some George Orwell dystopian 1984 type of stuff, you know, and that is worse than now, I would, I think. Um, but there's no such thing as a perfect world. There's no such thing as perfect. So I think as long as people are making an effort to, you know be kind and do their own thing because something that I always I think a really big issue when it comes to what causes friction between others is what is and isn't you know deemed as respectful and not respectful which I believe there's other words I could use but I'm not going to because I don't want to rub people the wrong way but I think when it comes to being respectful it's just not really caring how or what other people do um, and minding your business, to be honest, but people are in such high alert of what other people are doing when it comes to social media because people vlog throughout their days. They have Snapchat, they have Instagram. You can see their location. You can, you know, some now on TikTok, you can see who likes and favorites videos, and it's just so like all over the place where there's not a lot of privacy anymore, you know, and there's just so much judgment because. People feel like, oh my gosh, I know where you are, ah ha ha ha. Like, 
they have their location on for a reason. I don't know, but, or that was a bad example. Or when it comes to like, you know, you like something on Instagram. Oh my gosh, you follow this person. Ah ha ha ha. So what? But it comes down to literally the smallest of things where people want to fit in. So they just stop doing what they want to do. Literally, it becomes the smallest things that people are made fun of. You know, say if someone's really into EDM. <laughs> um, I used to be into EDM, so like, don't say anything bad. But I used to listen to EDM, dubstep, remixes, the whole shebang. Me and my middle school best friend, which I'm still best friends with there now, we listen to this stuff all the time. Every so often, I'll listen to the old playlists, and it's so fun to like reflect on memories. But anyways, if you make fun of somebody for just literally one song, or one type of music, which is literally harmless for you, by the way. What is listening to EDM gonna do to you? I don't know how we got on this topic, but that's what I gotta say. Like, what, what, how is this gonna harm you in any sort of way? It doesn't. So just let them be and let them enjoy themselves and be happy. Anyways, I think that ideology of just making fun of people with the smallest of things makes people scared to do what they wanna do. And I think that is very relevant in the pageant world. You know, because if someone goes and tries to do a pageant, people are going to be like, wow, that's not very 2022 of you, you know? Well, maybe it's not because they want to look, maybe it's not because they want to put a whole bunch of makeup on and do their hair like until it's like a rock, you know? You don't, it's not like everyone wants to do that. Sometimes it's for the experience and just to stand on a stage and maybe get rid of stage fright or practice public speaking or perfect their interview skills, or maybe earn a scholarship. There are so many opportunities when it comes to pageants. So it's just, I don't know. If you want to do a pageant, go for it. If you have questions, DM me. I can guide you in the right direction. I feel like I am well-rounded enough (laughs) where I know what I'm talking about. So let's go ahead and answer some questions that I got. Okay. Also, if you want me to questions just dm them to my instagram or um i'll usually put a poll out when i look for questions like a like a question answer kind of thing on instagram like the story so anyways when did you start doing pageants well we talked about this i was just out of freshman year in high school and then i first competed the summer before sophomore year and i've been doing them for five years now which i think is super cool and i think something that people well, I know I talk about a lot with my mentor and she tells me not to think about this, but I do anyways. But I think a lot of people tend to rate their success on, you know, number of years you've been in your career, whether that's a corporate job or an entrepreneurship, which is so hard to rate because you're literally on your own. You're doing your own thing at that point. How can you just compare yourself to others? But we do it. We're human beings. It's okay. But I remember when I was around my third or fourth year competing, which is not that long ago, I would compare to my girls, oh, whoa, compare compare to my girls, compare myself to these girls who were in this pageant for eight, sometimes 12 years. And I was like, wow, they have so much more experience than me. They must be better than me. That is not the case at all. Because sometimes you just may pick up things quicker than other people. Or you may pick up things slower than other people. So the way that I look at it is that I just happen to get the little niche for it earlier than others. 
but I think that's something I've learned along the way is not to judge myself based on how quick or slow other people have been successful in my line of work if you will um okay what is the biggest impact doing pageants has had on your life Ooh, this is a good one i want to say oh my gosh i want to say literally everything but the number one thing i believe (laughs) is always having an answer for everything and talking I think doing pageants has exercised my social behaviors and my way to interview. I've had some interviews in the past where I've had to be very professional for an interview um, when it comes to a job or a school club or anything like that where I have to do an interview before I get in. It's made interviews so much easier for me. I actually look forward to interviews because I want the employer um, to get to know me. I want them to know how my personality is and I'm, you know, ready for being interviewed. Um, And it's actually something I now look forward to in pageants because I think in pageantry, that's like the number one thing everyone avoids or avoids talking about or like they they dread the most is interviews. But I think that's like, it's kind of like a double-edged sword because one, that's your only one-on-one time with the judges. You know, other than that, they just see you from the stage and they just have to assume, you know, anything about you. But I think interviews can be so intimidating, but they also, you know, they're the only time you can talk with those judges, like person to person, face to face. So it's a really complex thing to think about. It's really hard to, you know, muscle up the courage and just say, I love interviews, but it took me a while. So I will say that. Um, But yeah, I would say, you know, social behavior and you know being able to talk to people and just interact with people especially when I got to college that you know you have to be so social you have to meet people you have to meet new people you have to you know be friendly and you know make friends and all this stuff without social skills that's so hard (laughs) it's really hard to do so I'm really thankful that I was able to gain a lot of good social skills from pageantry What was your favorite pageant you've ever been to? Mm. Been to? I've... I'll be honest. I've... I don't know if that means competed or been to, but I'll take. A, I'll think about it both ways. Um, competed is, of course, National American Miss. I've only ever competed in that one. Um, it will forever be, you know my first pageant, my home, everything. A lot of girls have that. A lot of girls um, have similar things to say about National American Miss. So if you're my state director, hi. (laughs) Um, But ever been to, I thought that I, oh my gosh, I missed my age, you know, my age time to compete in Teen USA. That would have been so much fun to compete in. But I'm, I'm 19 now, so I'm over the age limit for, you know, Teen USA. So <sighs> I have to wait. It's okay, though. Um, until I can compete in Miss. I, I can compete in Miss, but I don't want to just yet. You know, it's a little scary. Um, because in Miss, you're competing against girls who are already 28, and I'm only 19. So <laughs> it's a little intimidating, but why not go for it? But I think the most interesting pageant I've ever been to, like, to go watch and see is probably Georgia Teen USA. I went to go see it twice. It was 
really cool because it was just different and they have active wear which I thought was really cool super competitive super high fashion that's how USA is all about um so yeah that was a really fun one to go to and just watch are patents for everyone I feel like I wouldn't do well but I really want to try Honestly, if you're willing to put in the effort to do a pageant and just try, go for it. I think that um, if you have the heart to just go after something you're not comfortable in, if you have the heart to just get out of your comfort zone and just try something, I think that's, you've already completed your way, like, there. You can already do it. Um, And pageants, they're not for everyone. It's like how everything is, you know. Sports media isn't for everyone, marketing isn't for everyone um engineering isn't for everyone it's it's just it really is about what your preferences are I mean I'm I'm totally a pageant girl like majoring in business I I I just speak pageant girl but you know just kind of if you're really nervous about doing pageants and making it a thing you don't have to do pageants like year after year after year a lot of girls do because they get hooked, hooked on it um, sorry, that was a stutter because they get hooked on it and they just can't stop and they love it and they keep going after scholarships and titles and they just love what they do. Or there's always the off chance that their mother is making them do that and it's really sad, but we can talk about that later. Um, but I would say try at least one and if you don't love that certain system, do some research if you're really still interested. Look for a different system that doesn't look like the last one at all because that's the hard thing is that each system is so different because I talked to so many girls who have tried a pageant that is one system and not another and they had a really bad time because they just don't like the way it was set up but then when they talked to me I'm like oh my gosh if you don't like that but you like this you would love this system instead I would highly recommend but they're already too scared to do that because they've already had a bad experience so it really is about systems and what you like. So if you like more political-based pageants where you answer political questions, Miss America is a great, great way place to start. But if you like things that are about fashion and just, you know, modeling and looks and the, like the lifestyle, USA, for sure. In my opinion, at least. I'm nervous to do pageants. How do I get over my fear? Ooh. You just do it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's such like a like a blunt answer but you just have to do it um I will tell you I've seen so many girls go on stage sometimes cry leaving stage it's okay um or they'll trip and fall in in front of everybody on stage that's okay in fact that's like the best and worst thing to happen because you're so traumatized by your first experience if you fall but the worst has already happened how likely is it to happen again you know but I think if you're scared to do pageants, think about exactly what you're scared about. And that goes for everything. If you're scared to, like, just just think about it in your own context. If you're scared to do a pageant or whatever you're thinking about, is it the public speaking part? Is it talking to judges? Or is it walking on stage? Are you insecure of how you look? Are you insecure of how you talk? Are you insecure of something else? Fears come from insecurities. So think about what those fears are coming from and pinpoint that and maybe if you're training for your pageant pay extra close attention to that one thing so say for example I used to get so worked up over interviews I found a way to deal with it but I used to get so worked up 
So something I would do is I would just talk to random people. I'd be more social. If I was in the grocery store and I bumped into somebody accidentally, I would make a cute little... I'm so sorry if you heard that. I would make it a cute little conversation. I'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, Mondays. I'm like, oh, you're okay. I'm like, I'm so sorry. You have a good rest of your day. And I just make it very casual because in interviews, you don't want to be, you know, perfect and precise and everything has to be right and perfect because that doesn't exist. (laughs) You just want to be casual. You want to be relaxed. You want to connect with that judge. You want to connect with your interviewers. So I think pinpoint where that fear is coming from and just work on it. Just do some self-work, do some reflecting. Um, If there's certain things you can practice like public speaking or talking to people or just, you know, walking around your house in heels, do it. Little, literally every little thing counts when it comes to pageantry. Um, if you're new to pageants, what is the best way to get started? Ooh, yes. Okay, so in my specific system, they actually send out invitations. Not every pageant does that. I think nowadays, social media is kind of being helpful with that. So if, you know, you come up on the discovery page for a pageant organization or if you pageant, whoa, or if you follow a lot of pageant accounts or, you know, USA accounts, sometimes they'll reach out to you through social media and it'll be like some automated like pre-written text with your name or whatever, but they notice that you either like fashion or they notice that you are interested in XYZ. I don't know. It could be the tiniest of things, but sometimes pageant organizations will reach out to you over social media. Um, like I got DM'd by the directors for Georgia USA one time, um, for teen USA. And then I was actually DM'd. Oh my gosh. I get to brag about this. I was DM'd by the past Miss Mississippi USA, like the most recent, I think it was 2022, 2021. I'm not sure, but she DM'd me and she was like, hey girl, like you need some help, like training for a pageant. I was like, oh my gosh, you are amazing. I have a mentor. Thank you. But you're so cool. Like I, I, I had to respectfully decline her, which I felt so like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so glad you reached out to me. Like you reached out to me, girl. Like I felt so honored. I don't know. That's super weird. Super fangirl of me, but I just thought that was so cool. Um, but sometimes people will reach out to you. I think the easiest way to get involved is to simply sign up. You can look them up on Google, like Miss USA, Miss America, or whatever organization you're looking at, and look for, like, entry or something that says sign up, something like that. It's literally that easy. Every pageant has... Oh my gosh, the street is so loud. Every pageant has a certain set of requirements, so you might have to double check if you meet those requirements but that it's really just easy as that you don't need to you know compete in anything else before that unless you're doing a local to state pageant which is how some pageants works which is how some pageants work oh my gosh my grammar today is just off the chains but when it comes to local to state and then to nationals you can sign up for the local pageant and, you know, so like USA, sometimes you have to sign up for local pageant before you go to the state pageant. So sign up for local pageant, compete at local, and then you go from there to state and from state to nationals. I'll be honest, these are all very particular to the organization and to the system 
again, they're all different. They all have different requirements. They all have different areas of judging. They're just all over the place. But they're pretty consistent when it comes to the pageant idea of things and how to look and how to dress and all those fun stuff. So that, it's pretty straightforward. You just have to really, you know, ask the specific... <laughs> you have to really ask the specific director or person in charge of that pageant. Okay. Oh, I also asked, are there any misconceptions or stereotypes about pageants that people have heard of? And I got that pageants are full of snooty girls. Most people we meet are super nice. Yes. Actually, a lot of pageant girls, most pageant girls are so, so nice. Like, hi, there's me, for example. I'm kidding. But when I first got started in pageants, I was so intimidated and so scared by every other girl because I was like, they hate me. They're all mean girls. They don't like me. You know, like you're, you're initially thinking, oh my gosh, all these girls are so snobby and they're just going to hate me and they're going to be so petty against me. No, literally that is the total opposite, at least in my system. When you get to like, you know, teen and miss for maybe other systems and like big leagues like USA and America, that's when girls can get a little bit, you know, competitive, I guess is a better way of putting it. But I think the best girls in pageants are the ones who help each other. I think the girls who are in the dressing room helping you zip up your dress and turns around and you zip up their dress, like I think that helping each other and having that compassion and empathy towards one another and understanding that we're all in this together is so heartwarming to see. I love when girls are like that, but I have seen, the street is so loud, I have seen my fair share of girls who are pageant patties. That's like the term that I guess pageant girls use, but you know, they can be mean, they can get in your head, they can do stuff like that, but you have to understand that at the end of the day, there's not a lot that you can do about how a girl acts towards you because of a pageant, because in maybe any other life, they would be your best friend, you never know, but when it comes to pageants and, co- and competing against one another, it can get really frustrating, and it can get really hectic, there's a lot of friction, and there's a lot of, it can be really tense, so just remember that not every girl is like that most girls in fact are actually really nice and you actually will make a lot of good friends in pageants but I think when it comes to anything there's always going to be that one girl who's just mean you know there's just she's just mean like that's it so I think it's just important to remember that you're there for whatever reason you want to be there and that that's the only reason that matters you don't have to worry about anything else, but it's hard and it's understandable. It's hard because it's such a specific, like, (laughs) like not profession, but I guess it can be in some ways. It's such a specific, you know, industry when it comes to who talks to who and who socializes with who and how the whole hierarchy thing works. It's so specific to pageants. It's absolutely insane. So if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. But if you don't, if you want to DM me and ask me a question, go for it. If you want to talk to someone else who's a pageant, go for it. Um, And honestly, most of the time, like Miss USA and, you know, girls who are other USA title holders, I know they might be like a celebrity in your eyes and they're definitely a celebrity in mine, but they'll answer their DMs. Like I had a friend who DM'd Miss USA the current Miss USA, who's actually about to give up her title. Um, but she answered. She was like, oh yeah, girl, I got you. Like she answered her question. That was it. You know, it doesn't, oh, 
we put these girls on such a hierarchy and such a pedestal that we forget that they're actual human beings who want to help you, who want to be a person you can ask questions to. So if you see somebody who you admire, shoot them a DM, see what happens. And if they don't answer, you can always text me. I'm so sorry. But I think that's enough talking for today. So thank you so much for listening to my very first podcast episode ever. We're going to keep going with these. I really like doing these. These are really fun for me. And I hope they're just as fun for you. And if you have any topic suggestions, please DM me. If you have any questions, DM me, please. Um, Again, super exciting project. I'm so happy we got started. Well, I got started on this. And yeah, I can't wait to see what this, you know, turns into. But again, my Instagram is Christina Nicole Miller. No spaces, no underscores, no dots, no nothing. Miller spelled M-I-L-L-A-R. Yeah, super excited. Okay, thank you for listening. I will catch you guys next week. And then I'll put out a more, you know, specific schedule when I figure out what my post days are. But thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.